Hey, what's up, everybody? James back here for episode two of Art and Bullshit, the Art and Bullshit podcast. Over the weekend, I got a chance to go out to L.A. and visit with Andrew Severns and conduct the interview. Um, this more, you know, it's just the Art and Bullshit. That's, that's what we kind of do here. Unfortunately, we lost one of the greats, um, Nipsey Hussle, right as I got back to Fresno. Um, I'd like to go out and say rest in peace to our, you know, one of our champions from the West Coast. Our prayers are with the family. We really got to, you know, stop the violence, guys. Too many men, too many black men are dying at early ages. And we got to make sure that, you know, we, we cut this bullshit out. Um... I was going to drop this episode on Thursday, but fuck it, man. Life is short. Let's just put it out. Uh, you know, without further ado, we're getting back to the art and getting back to the bullshit. Once again, rest in peace, uh, Nipsey Hussle. This is James Drills. Over and out. Peace. Okay, so we're recording. This is episode two of the Art and Bullshit podcast. Hosted by James Geralds, we are recording in Hollywood, California with my near and dear good old friend, Andrew Severns. What up? So, Drew, you and I have known each other for how long now? I don't know. Many years. What, like 15? Probably not that long. Maybe two. Drew's really bad, you guys. And it's like, what time is this? Like two in the morning, something like that. We've known each other for twenty years now. Uh, Drew and I met in nineteen ninety nine. Where we meet at, Drew? Where did we meet at? You want me to tell you? In Broderville. Mhm. Be more specific. Was it on the bridge? Be more specific. Um. That's all I can tell you. Okay. So where we, me and Drew met is there used to be these events in Indianapolis called the Writer's Bench. And all of the writers somehow would like, from the internet, this was like, you know, message boards were just popping and we would all meet um, in different areas. Because, you know, like this was late 90s. We were really still trying to capture that Style Wars, Beat Street essence so different writers from different crews would meet up and uh we were all you know in our mid-teenage years and drew was from an opposite side of town and you know he and i met you know with our prospective group of friends and uh from there it seemed like it just blossomed and then we started to you know hang out paint and do things like that now over time um you know things have happened i moved away and then once I moved away, Drew started doing a lot of murals in Indianapolis. Right, Drew? Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't you talk about like how you got started in murals and, and how that all happened. Uh, with murals, I started, um, started a company called Murals TV with Eros. Nick Moon. Um, Shout-outs to Eros. Shout-outs to Eros. Um... And we just started doing like graffiti style murals to start off with, making pretty small time money, but it was cool. Okay. And you guys also had a uh, 
Uh, now, after that, you had the uh, an establishment where you guys would host on first Fridays, right? Which is like an equivalent to like Art Hop or Art Walk, but in Indianapolis, yeah. they have it on first Friday. Yeah, then we did the Voir Arts, Voir Arts shows. We started that out of out of our house in Fletcher. We started that with Javon. Shout out to Javon. Shout out. So now you were doing murals, then you moved on to actually, would you say event coordinating or curating? Um, event coordinating. Because were you curating those art shows? Pretty much. I mean, I kind of played a pretty loose role with it. It's more about just building a community okay. than like <clears throat> curating too much, but. We did uh, themed art shows. We put together a theme every month. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot man. of energy, but uh, it was well worth it. Yeah. You guys definitely, I feel like, even though I wasn't living in Indianapolis at that time, from what I was seeing, you know, on the internet, uh, you guys were, you guys had an impact. You know, and um, now... Why don't you talk a little bit about what you did for the city of Indianapolis as far as like your mural game and the bridge work that you were doing? Because I know when I came back to visit, like all the underpasses, you had them on lock with a lot of new artwork. Yeah, it, it took a long time to work up to that. Had to basically put in a lot of groundwork, uh, a lot of like behind the scenes meeting with people. And arts administrators and stuff like that, and basically um, creating opportunities. <clears throat> it kind of took a long time to really uh, be taken seriously in Indianapolis <clears throat> as an artist because I come from a graffiti background and <clears throat> they don't respect graffiti as much in Would Indianapolis you say as they do like in LA, for example. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Would you say Indianapolis is super conservative, correct? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, man, it's it's a rough, it's a rough town. I, I'm sure that it's changing and things like that, but yeah, it's definitely not as receptive to uh, graffiti, street art, you know, culture, murals is uh, the West Coast. But, I mean, there were there were guys who were putting in work, you know, Sack and Six Sense, they were definitely doing the, you know, the graffiti mural type stuff. But I feel like when you were coming in, it was like, at that point, maybe the shift from graffiti to like figuring your voice out in fine art, you know, is like, it's a, it's a journey, you know, and we have to start from scratch. So it's like, okay, I can't use all of these pictures of all of this stuff that I've done, you know, as part of my resume. Because like this, they don't give a fuck about these billboards or the freeways or whatever. You know, now I got to come with a whole new body of work right. to gain right. that respect. But while we're on the topic, let, let's, let's, you know, let's dive into that, that realm. Like, uh, what would you say that you prefer, walls or frames? Uh, when it was back in the day, I used to prefer like bombing. I did a lot of phrase, but it was more of a street bombing. Facts, yeah, those are shit, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, shout outs to the Statue of Limitations. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, man, I wouldn't be able to make this book 
if it wasn't for for that. You know what I'm saying? And just waiting for all the, you know the time to pass because there was a point in time where me and you were on that list. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, you open up the new phone and they're like, ah, nah, nah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, moving forward. You know, I'm looking at these canvases you have, you know, in your studio because we're recording this, you know, in your studio in Hollywood. And why don't you tell me, like, moving in, like, coming here, having to create a new body of work, how has California influenced you? Uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I generally, like, try not to be influenced by, like, other art. <clears throat> but definitely been, like, very influenced by the nature in California. It's just so beautiful out here. A lot of inspiration to draw from there. Mm -hmm. um, as far as my style changing, I don't think it's really changed much. I don't think so. I feel like you've refined it, you know, since you've been here. Um, you know, when I went to Indianapolis, fuck, when was that? I went for my mom's birthday, like, five years ago, some shit like that. Uh, you know, you had the studio with the art bank. Remember that? Yeah, and then you had some stuff there. And it was like you were doing this kind of work, but this is far more advanced. You know, you kind of have taken a few chances, you know, in, in the way you're, you're presenting it now that you weren't at that point. Because I feel like now you're a little bit more comfortable, you know, in your work. And I feel like there's this confidence like, okay, this is my shit. I know where I want to take this. You know what I'm saying? And then now I just got to make these paintings. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So what, what inspires you, man? Like what drives you to create new work? Like when you're like when you're working on a new body, you know, of paintings, like what's the what's the thing that you, you know, grab? Like what what is the voice that tells you to say like this or that? Like what is it like? What are you trying to say with these with these paintings, man? Uh, generally try to stick with like a pretty strong theme and try to do stuff in series okay hold on I'm sorry I'm, I'm being really bad why don't you do, do us the favor of like talking a little bit about your work because your work is super like it's super intricate and like you have like you know you do a lot of research and there's a lot of like you know alphabets and a lot of like you know references to other things so why don't you you know give us a little bit of insight into like what you're doing right now as far as your work and how you know how you're going about creating and what you're creating um it all revolves around a system basically that i've been creating which i call the canon um and it's it's pretty uh straightforward geometric system that i apply towards art particularly towards murals, like large-scale public art. That's pretty much what it was invented for. It. And okay. it's um, very strongly geometric, of bold, vivid colors, um, cellular patterns, fractal patterns. So where are you drawing your inspiration? Like, how, like, here's my question, because that's, like, some deep shit, man. And, like, is I'm, you know, drawing and painting and figuring out, like, where I want to take my art. This is some shit that you've been on, like, before I even re really was, like, 
you know, fully running on this classical shit, you already kind of had an idea of this. So, like, how did it all come into play, man? What, as far as, like, the... Like, how did you get to the point of creating this type of work? Because it was like, I moved away, I came back, you were making this shit. Um, it's... Honestly, it's probably, uh... I would have to say staying up all night mm. and like reading Wikipedia and stuff, reading about like the fourth dimension and quasi crystals and stuff mm. is what uh, pretty much sparked it off. Gotcha. Mm. It's, it's some real scientific stuff. Call back to the fourth dimension. That was some shit like. Tom and Randy were real big on shout out to Tom and Randy. Um, for real. Um, you know, so it's just interesting, man, because we all come to these different places, you know, in our work at different points. And the only way you can do it is through like, you know, studying, you know, learning about yourself and making art. And uh, one thing that I've always admired about you is your work ethic. You know, like, you have definitely been one of the guys that I would always go to, like, if I want to stay up until fucking four in the morning and get a project done, I know I can link with Drew. You that's know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, that's, that's been, and it's been on record, so I definitely admire that. Um, and, you, you know, yeah, man, and it's translating, you know, into, into this. So let me ask you, um, you know, being here now in California, Do you feel like being closer to the water? You feel like that has changed your set of mind, like your your mind state. Um, because me, I know that seeing like the ocean, for some reason, every time I come in contact with it, there's some sort of like I feel like there's an added uh, sense of like purpose that I have like towards my paintings and it's not even like the sense like the sense of like okay I'm gonna set my easel and paint the ocean it's like I'm thinking about just the overall body of work and like where it can go from here so like you being like from Indiana a place that doesn't have water moving to California and having access to the Pacific Ocean like do you ever use that as inspiration like when you kind of are in a fog um, honestly, like, yeah, like, going to the beach is, like, one of the most, like, soothing, healing things that you can do. I mean, it can be stressful out here in the city, so it's nice to just always be able to go to the beach and, like, kind of release, you know? Yeah. So, at this point in your game, because I know, like, as I get older, the artists the amount of artists the circle of artists that I actually like am inspired by it shrinks and shrinks like at this point who would you say like what are your artistic inspirations like if you were to give me like five names off top like these are the cats that like spark some shit what would be who would be like the five motherfuckers that, that you look for or you like kind of reference their work for some sort of added bit of inspiration or boost in fucking purpose or fucking you know what I'm saying because sometimes like I'll give you an example for me you know I like to look at like older shit 
like fucking um Oh, I look at a lot of classical shit, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I also look at like contemporary painters because I just know I wanna know like what it's gonna take for me to like get to that next level. You know what I'm saying? So like I just wonder for you, like in your current space in art, like what do you look like what artists do you look towards or look to, you know what I'm saying, for your inspiration? Um as far as contemporary. Or just like which artists, not even contemporary, I just mean overall, Drew, like which like who do you fuck with heavy? Um, I mean, as far as like the the old legends, um, old probably, and new, probably Andy Warhol is my favorite artist. Snake. Um, it's How are we friends? James Klein. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not judging. Um, Dolly. Okay. That's a sign. Um, So we got Warhol, we got Dowdy. Okay, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Like contemporary artists, I, I honestly try not to compare myself to contemporary Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's not about comparing artists. It's not compared. You're never going to be, like, you You can't because it's like we, we could all paint the same thing and it's like it's always going to come out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you paint a can of soda... There's no, even you try to paint like whoever, it's not going to be like that. It's always going to be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can try to like look at paintings and read and, you know, you can even, you know, make copies of paintings to try to figure out how the artist made that shit, you know, to try to gain some knowledge in, in, in as far as like, you know, technical ability and things like that. But, uh, yeah, man, like, I'm a firm believer, like, you're never going to be able to paint like anybody else. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's not, unless, like, that's your God-given talent. Certain niggas can just do that, like, you know, but, you know, as far as, like, if you're making an active effort just to find out who you are and find, and you're looking internally, consistently making new work and trying to, like, uh, fucking, you know, find your inner voice, it's always going to be you, like, no matter what, man. Um... So, like, but for me, I just, like, you know, I feel like, Drew, there's, like, there's different levels in the game. Like, there's a nigga who paints for two hours a week. There's a nigga who paints for 10 hours a week. And there's a nigga who paints for 40 hours a week, right? And, like, the the dude who's at two hours a week, he's, like, doing the shit because he likes it. And he thinks that, like, that's going to get him to, like, that 40 hour, that master level. But in reality, there's no way. Like, there's just, like, unless you're some prodigy and you're just doing it and you're not, like, but as far as, like, from zero to fucking 100, like, putting, like, walking those steps, you gotta put in the work. Like, there's just no way around it. And that's, like, I see, like, a lot of artists are, like, delusional. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I'm waiting. And then you wake up and you're 40 and then you're doing your first painting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't start, like, you have to, like, at that point, we're here, dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um... So let me ask you this: Is your so your focus is primarily primarily murals, correct? Are you doing any gallery shows? Are you planning on you gearing up for that? Or what's happening? Yeah, I'm gearing up for it. Okay. Just now cutting across these canvases, so this is like the first time I've actually had art in LA to, to display. Okay, okay. 
and you already have five of them you're working on right now. There's a sixth one in the in the kitchen that's a, that looks like that's a little different style, and then you got three blank ones that are up. So I mean, and these are fucking big. These are like, uh, what is that? Fucking forty eight inches. Yep. Yeah. Forty inches by fifty inches. Yeah. So Drew's Drew's in here. He's talking to talk. Um, he's painting that shit. So yeah. Um, moving onward. What's your favorite kind of popcorn, Drew? Favorite kind of popcorn? Yeah. You like you like regular popcorn. You like you like the butter. You like the caramel. You ever get those tins that have like the caramel, the cheddar? Or like it's like cheddar, cheddar, butter, and like caramel popcorn, like all in three. You ever get those? Uh, not too crazy about it. I just like regular butter popcorn. Okay. With some salt. That's what's up. With some fucking salt. Really. Yeah. See, I see. That's that's that shit. I see it, man. I'm dry you out. You need to drink some water. Stay hydrated. So, um, you've been using your your paint with acrylic and spray paint. Is that's kind of what we're doing right now? Like, are these are these canvas all yeah. spray paint, or are they acrylic and spray paint? It's acrylic and spray. Well, it's uh, just latex. It's okay. just bucket paint. Okay. Got you, got you. So, what about this one? This, and I'm gonna definitely post a picture of this one on the wall. Uh, it's like a mosaic uh, piece that starts out like, like a like black, you know, fucking super dark plum, and it goes in like blackberry. You know, it goes from like that in the you know like a berry pink and then it has like some purples around that and then it fades into like a bubblegum pink in the middle it's really fucking nice um fucking when you decided to do this now is this the latest one is this the the most recent one yeah it's not even done yet okay so it, are you going are you going to freak it like how you did those ones yeah okay so you guys can't see this. I'm, I'll post pictures of this. And essentially, um, Drew's work it, it's it's super dynamic in the in the fact that like, you know, he creates these color wheels, you know, in some pieces and then other pieces there are like these geometric shapes. Which to me, it's like it's really a nice study of like learning how how color affects itself and how you can manipulate those sort of, you know, uh, atmospheres when you put them together, yeah. you know, um, but let me ask you, like, with, with this, like, how do you, why don't you talk about your process, Drew? Um, it's usually, like, very methodical. It's usually very mathematical and methodical, and that goes, like, with the colors and everything, like, it usually all follows a sequence from one painting to the next. Okay. So now, when you think about your paintings, because it's interesting, the first two paintings you did are cool, and then the second two paintings you did are warm. Right? Now, is that intentional? It kind of, like, moves through the color scheme. Like, it's... it's the high... Like, the higher vibrational colors are which I would call higher spectrum colors down to the lower spectrum colors. Okay. Gosh. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of moves like a gradient. Now, what is that you prefer to use, like, latex and spray paint? What's your preferred, like, 
like or do you have a preferred medium that you that you like or is it talk about it uh, I just use whatever I have honestly for uh, murals I usually just use latex I mean and sometimes you incorporate spray paint okay. and I mean for this canvas I'm just using the supplies I have I might eventually get to doing oils mm -hmm. but for now I'm cool with latex gotcha so, how do your murals and canvases like inform each other? Because it seems like there's kind of like a, in your whole, it seems like to me like your whole body of work has like this underlying like connection. You know what I'm saying? And it, like you said, it's super methodical. So, like let me ask you this. If there's anything that you wanted people to get from your work, like what would you want them to get from it? Uh, what would I want them to get from it? Uh, just um, a sense of wonderment, I guess. I don't know, a sense of joy. I don't know. Nothing that, like, complicated. Just pretty simple and straightforward. Just brighten up their lives a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... I, I think that as artists, a lot of times we can take that for granted and it's it's very reassuring to hear you say that um you know and it, it's exciting because that shows that you have uh, a, a real unyielding passion to create art because once you have the notion that you're painting and that you know has a positive effect on people or you're conscious of the effect that your art may have on people i think that that um you know like you're one step closer to that, um, because for me, you know, growing up seeing art, creating art, you know, it's always been like, you would do graffiti and there's no better feeling than having someone that you know when your friends see your trains, you know, or it's like it brightens up their day, it brightens up your day, you know, and then yeah. transcending over to this, you know, it's kind of like the same thing, but it's just without, you know, that same, uh, you know, it, it's a little, it, it's it's very different in like, you know, the the atmosphere that you're creating, but I would say like the underlying theme of us wanting to do something beautiful, in the most part, not always in graffiti, but like in, in certain circumstances, we wanted to create beautiful things. Um, you know, sometimes it's just like, just to fuck shit up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, it's definitely like for me, I always like think Drew now, not so much like it's interesting because you say you want people to appreciate you want people like to bring bring joy to people's hearts and like for me that's i want that but that's not like when i'm creating art like it's weird man because like that people get happy seeing great art and and that makes me feel great you know because they like my shit but like at this point moving forward i feel like I can do a little bit more than putting a smile on someone's face. I feel like if I'm able to make them question their existence to the point they're maybe a better person, then that will that would make me an even better artist, right? So it's like going through this range of emotions, like what can we pull out of people? Because certain emotions I feel like are harder to pull out than others. You know what I'm saying? Like creating, and, and I say that with the example of, you, you make something tight, people are going to like that shit, right? Cool. 
But how do you make someone sad? Like, how do you paint something that makes someone sad? I think a lot of art makes people sad. Yeah, but I mean, like, but when we sit down to create something, right? Like, that's, I agree with you. But, like, when you sit down to create something, like, in order to achieve that result of making someone sad, like, that's a feat. That's that's a task that you can't just achieve. Like, you can't just, like, gain that medal just by painting. Like, landscapes don't make people sad. Still lifes don't make people sad. Abstracts, maybe, possibly, I don't know. But it's like, there has to be something like a an it factor. You know what I'm saying? Or, or a narrative or something that draws on it. Kind of emotional trigger. Yeah. So, for me, it's like, now I'm trying to figure out, like, A, like, technically, like, let's get up to speed so I can create that, and then B, while I'm doing that, what is, like, what is the thing that makes people, you know, and, and, and I have a few things in mind moving into the next body of work that I'm, uh, you know, going on into, man, but uh, it's definitely, it's, it's fucking, it's tricky, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, it's just trial and error for me. I have some ideas. I have to paint them, and then we'll see what the response is once, once the paintings are done, you know. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I'm kind of over, I mean, making people happy, sure. But I'm going to tell you something. People don't remember happiness. And it's really unfortunate. Like, people remember sadness. People remember pain. No, that's true. People, people don't remember the good stuff. People don't remember the time you lent them $20. People don't remember the time, like, all of the fucking nice shit. People remember the time where you didn't come through for them or the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, the bullshit, like, like, so for me, I'm like, how do I, as an artist, capture, like, this feeling that we all experience, these, these other emotions that are not as, not as, like, you know, not as pleasurable. Like, those aren't the areas that we want to go to as human beings, but we encounter them, Right? Like, everybody's sad. Everybody fucking gets down. Everybody gets angry. But, like, to be an artist and to create that successfully is, is a feat, right? So it's like, for me now, that's the next, that's the next mountain we're climbing. Um, what would you say are some of the best spots to eat, like, since you've been here? What would, like, because completely different kind of food from India. I'm sure you've been around LA. What would you say, like, top three spots that uh, you, you know what I'm saying, that you fuck with? I have no idea. There's a really good Thai restaurant called Van. I'm not that much of a foodie. Mm -hmm. I like to cook most of my own food. But, uh. Okay. Chef Drew, Chef Boy R7. Oh, man. So. You know, um, I feel like a lot of the tools that we've, that we've come across, you know, putting them to use is the only way that you can really get, get to that next level. What would you say? Do you have any, like, do you have any don'ts? Like, when, when you go and you, like, go to paint a canvas, right? Like, what's the shit that you're not trying to do? Like, what's, like, if, like, because there's always some things, like, you have a goal, what is the thing that you, if, if anything, you know, like, what's the opposite? Because for me, I know, and I'll answer the question after you answer it, but, like, what is, like, when you go to painting, like, and I'm trying to figure out a way to say this because I'm, I'm a really, really bad host, but, uh, like, 
you know how you know like okay let me ask let, let me just ask you in, in in a different way what are your goals in creative in creating a painting like do you have like an overall like checklist of things that you're looking for to be in that painting or is it like you want to just make the painting or like how do you go about looking at that I usually just like try not to put too much intentions into my painting like I guess the one thing that I've tr like definitely tried to stay away from is to like put like political messages or like messages into it. It's I I don't I'd rather okay. I'd rather people just interpret it like on, at their own speed rather mm. than try to like dictate a th thought process. Like everybody relates to it in their own different way. So, like, I feel like putting too much intention into it, like, kind of uh, robs people of their own, like, interpretation process. Mm. I mean, it's kind of the difference between art and propaganda to me. It's like, like, if you're putting, like, messages into your paintings and, like, is it not propaganda? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, like, there's all types of propaganda. So, like, let me ask you this. Like, more specifically, when you say putting messages in, do you mean, like, messages in the form of text into the painting? Or do you mean, like, messages in the form of, like, um, even, a narrative? Even, I mean, yeah, even a narrative. I, well, I don't know. It's a tricky subject. It's just, like... If you're trying to like convey something, it's like the uh, <clears throat> you know, and I for me, I understand what you're saying when I look at your work, and it, it's interesting. Like, hey, I'm going to, you know, because okay, because for me, I'll, I'll tell you the things that I like that I'm trying to steer away from in my work as I get, uh, like, you know, as I get further into my artistic journey is, um, number one is, like, the commonality of, like, um, the Xerox artists, right? So, like, what I found is there's just, with the information age, we have a lot of people have access to the same imagery. So, like, now I'm at the point in my art where I'm, like, using photos and, like, imagery that I've obtained. You know, I've been painting still life for a while. And, like, really, the landscapes that I have been painting and playing air paintings, and I'll go back, you know, and do a studio painting that's, like, you know, off of a photo. But for the most part, you know, um, trying to steer away, steer away from, like, large database type photos because what I noticed is like I would like draw something and then I would see four other people draw that same thing and you know and while that's okay to a certain extent like what I have to realize is the type of artist I want to become you know like that's not going to help me in that regard you know it's like I have to, I have to find my own subjects I have to create these my own package instead of going like oh I just want to paint a girl who looks like this let me like google search a girl with these features or a person with these features and then draw them because what happens is is like yeah sure it's practice but like 
there's no attachment, there's no real intimacy. Whereas if you paint or draw someone that you know, then there's like an intimacy that you get, you know? And like that actually goes into it. And I found that the paintings and drawings that I do of the people that I know, they have that. They, you know, they have it. So, yeah. you know, like for me, and not to say that it's bad, but I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to do that or like, you know, um, be the guy who, you know, paints a portrait of Will Smith and hopes he likes it or buys it. You know what I'm saying? While it's a good idea, you mm -hmm. know, I feel like I want to leave a larger legacy than that. You know, and it's we only get to that through creating a bunch of work. But, um, yeah, like, it's like a... For me, I'm looking at it like, after you're gone, like, what's left? Like, a bunch of pictures of, like, Tupac and, like, Ice Cube. and You know what I'm saying? Like, you, got, you can either have that or you can have, like all of these things that you put your heart and soul into and you like use your brain to create, you know what I'm saying? And you have attachment and feeling to these particular subjects. And I think that's what separates good art from great art is like, there's an actual attachment, you know, to it as opposed to just, a, um, let me do this because it's popular to make a quick buck. While that stuff does work and it does sell like truly like intimate pieces that draw upon your soul and let you like say, hey, I'm feeling this way or hey, I'm feeling that way or I want to say this or get this point across or just make you happy. Those are the things that um, I feel stand the test of time. Yeah, I think it all just depends what kind of artist you want to be. I mean, like, I consider myself more of a pop artist. So, like, <clears throat> like here in Hollywood especially, like, I wouldn't mind doing more like paintings of celebrities. Okay. It's relevant, and I feel like as long as I'm doing like something unique mm -hmm. and not just like something that's been done before, then it's okay. Um, I'm just and I'm just not like the type. I'm not like a portrait artist, so I can't really comment on that. But. Right, but okay, so let me ask you this then. Like, in touching with what you just said, you're saying that you're a pop artist and you would like to do more celebrities, but in that, there's no way around portraiture with painting celebrities. Like, that's the, that's what that is. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a portrait for sure. I mean, I can't do it. It's just not my main focus. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I wouldn't just, like, randomly paint a picture of somebody. Got you. See, and that's where oh, me and you different. See, I would. You know, like, hey, you're my friend. I'm going to paint you. You know, because that's, it, it, yeah, it's definitely, it's something that I like. But also, I feel like there's a lot of other things that, that you can learn from painting other, uh, like, still life, painting landscape. Like, painting outside, playing airmen with a moving fucking landscape, like, hills fucking with clouds fucking rolling over them, you know. That should test your photographic memory. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're taking snapshots. So it's kind of like having a model and having her do quick poses. Like, okay, she's going to fucking pose for five minutes. Yeah, you're going to go in. But then you got to fucking adjust. You know, you're just getting the gestures. So for me, uh, I feel like sharpening, like, the whole overall package allows me to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like... What, like... Everything informs itself, you're, you know. Yeah, you're on the mastery tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm that's, really about to craft. But it was like that graph, you know, I was all, yeah, it's like. Well, and it's like yeah. completely different. Yeah, for Which sure. is cool. Like, we're totally, like, completely different types of artists. I agree. 
and and that's what's cool about art. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just like it's it's not supposed to be like everybody's doing. Hey Drew, I'm gonna take one of your business cards, all right, man? Yeah. Check Drew out the Canon Mural Faction. You know what I'm saying? Check him out. So yeah. So um out here like how would you say the community is as far as art in comparison to the community in Indianapolis? Um honestly it's just like it is in Indianapolis except bigger. It's just there's just more it's just like it is in Indianapolis, there's just more people. Okay. There's just more galleries and stuff. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So being in Hollywood, um, I know you were doing a lot of like murals. Why don't you talk about like some of the mural work that you've done and you know what I'm saying, tell us like, you know, some of your favorite, you know, uh jobs that you kinda got out here since you've been in California. Um Well, I recently met the mayor, which was cool as hell. Sick. Uh that was at a spot called Toolbox LA. That's in Chatsworth, um, and that was a gig I got just through submitting a proposal, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I've done some indoor work. I've done a couple music studios. I really enjoyed doing that because <clears throat> my art is pretty. Like musical. Um, let's see what else. Did a spiritual shop, which was cool. Damn! What was the name of that place? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Liberate Hollywood. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you were fucking with them like right after you came down, and uh, you made the stop through, and checked out the old studio and shit. I got a new one. They couldn't check that shit out. Fuck you, might just have to bring some paintings down. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, one, one art, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Fuck oh yeah, I will, man. Yeah, I mean, if we got a little space, you could fucking pick them out, and yeah, it'd be dope. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's always I'll actually be pretty sick. Um. So let's talk music, man, because we have to talk music. So you say your art is musical, but you still, I mean, I drew the, one of the the many talents that you have is making beats, correct? Yeah. Okay. Drew has made many of my beats. Drew used to send me beats. I lived in Seattle and he would send me CDs full of instrumentals and shit like that. It was great. Um... How do you feel like making beats like is similar to making paintings and how is it different? That's a very good question. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> how is it similar and how is it different? I mean, the creative process is, I mean, it's just, it's all a creative process and it all, it's similar because it all develops like the creative muscle in your brain, and it all definitely intertwines, but it's also very different. (coughs) Um, 
music is more structured. And it has to follow like a certain, you know, in, um, generally. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you know what's interesting, though, man, is how structured your fucking art is. Do you feel like that forced you, like being in that zone for all those years? Like, you feel like that influenced that at all? Because I never really thought yeah. about that until right now. Yeah, it must have. You know, I mean, I'm sure I did. Like, no doubt. I didn't really think about that either, but yeah, it's, I guess I kind of used a similar process that I did in music for my art. Yeah, Drew, got, Drew, tell what your SoundCloud is, man, they check your shit out. Oh my god, I haven't, <clears throat> like, updated it in We'll post time. the link, don't even trip, don't worry about it, y'all, we'll post it on there. Yeah, we got it. Drew Drew actually made the uh, intro. We don't have the intro up yet, but we're going to have it up soon. He made the intro for this motherfucker. So, yeah, look out. Um, oh, man, it's just, it's really crazy to see, like, that the evolution. You know, we've known each other this long, and I'm out here in your studio, you know, and there's just, it's like, you've always had... A, a workspace, you know, 311, uh, then when you moved out to fucking Ripple, you know, in the one house with, uh, fuck, who were you living with, dude, uh, when we did the fucking Mario painting, like, when, when you recorded that. Oh, over there in Butler? Yeah. The, the dude, John. That guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna skip over that. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a cracking period, though. I used to always drive out. I drove out to Drew's house every night. For like two or three months, and we would just fucking create, man. It was fucking nuts. Um, yeah, those were the days. Yeah, those were yeah sure. a lot of creative, um, you know, a lot of creative nights. So yeah, definitely. So you know, it's definitely it's good to see an old friend who's you know kept at it, progressed, evolved, you know, and has has found confidence. In their artistic journey, man. Oh, yeah, likewise, man. Yeah, definitely. So, what's up with the quartz, man? You got this whole fucking bucket of quartz, little fucking big marble-looking things over here. What is with this quartz? What are you going to do with it? Um, I'm going to make a water filter out of it. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. That's the last thing I thought you were going to do. That's, like, if it was a multiple choice question and D was water filter, man, I'm wrong every time. Yeah. What did you think I was going to do? Fuck, I thought you were going to do something artsy with that shit, man. I thought you had, like, a plan. Like, you were going to put glue on the canvas and fuck it. Or, like, like how you have all those, I thought you were going to mount them to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, on top of them, like, yeah, somehow. So it was, like, boom, 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 you know. Yeah. Like, they all came out on those. You know what I'm saying? That'd be kind of tricky. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, somehow, some kind of way. He's like, nah, I'm not fucking, he's like, dude, I'm not putting bling on my painting, fuck you, fool. <laughs> yeah, okay, Drew, I don't know, man, you never know as artists, you got a bunch of fucking shit in here. Yeah, man, so, now, my next question would be, um, you fuck with printmaking a little bit, right? Um... Printmaking a little bit. Okay. Not that much. I'd like to get into printing. 
Okay. I need a studio for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you fucking manual press or some shit. You put Mark Schenk in that? No, it's just, just a shoe polish. You know, um, you should get some Sumi, Sumi ink, Sumi e ink, you know, like the Japanese brush ink, and that, that shit goes hard. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can use that on some canvases and that'd be fucking sick. Do some shit with the fucking this is the background. The drip's coming down. Geometric that shit out. Yeah, man. So we went to fucking what was it? Fucking hotter than fucking something, dude. When we tell you guys that shit wasn't hotter than nothing. Hold on, let me, I'm going to go and look at the bag so I can tell you, because we out here, but you made it on glass. Hotter than you, hotter than, hotter than my dick. No, it was not hotter, guys. I got the blaze. Let me tell you guys, I'm out here in L.A. right now. We stopped uh, at Hotter Than You with my friends JJ and EOL, and we got the chicken sandwich. They had like five or six levels. And the top two levels, the hot, hottest was Inferno, and the second hottest was Blaze. If you wanted to eat those, you had to fucking sign a waiver, right? So EOL and I signed the flavor, the, the, not the flavor, the waiver. It's late, forgive me guys. It's uh, 3.23, okay. So we signed the waiver, get the sandwiches. It was not hot. I was upset. Needless to say, um... Yeah, don't, if you're gonna go there, get the hottest thing if you like hot stuff, and don't really be expecting something hot if you're gonna get the blaze, because it wasn't really that hot. Anyway, moving on. Drew, you like hot food, right? Oh, yeah, I love hot food. <clears throat> All right, you like Thai food, right? You were talking about Thai? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this. Pad Siu or Pad Thai? Um, I love both, honestly. I usually get one or the other. That's a terrible answer, but all right. <laughs> I'm more of a, I like them both, but I would have to go with Pat CU every time. I like those square noodles. Personally, that's me. But this dude, I can go with both. <laughs> all right, that's cool. So, what's your favorite kind of beer, Drew? Favorite kind of beer is Guinness, no doubt. <clears throat> you ever fuck with Guinness stout. Blonde? Uh, I prefer extra stout. Mm, of course you do. But I, I, I fucked with the blonde too. It's like if, there, if there's not a marble in there, I don't want it. I need my shit to sound like a can of paint when it's done. The extra stuff doesn't have a marble in it. That's like the regular. Mm. Yeah, dude, I haven't drank this. I mean, I drank the blonde, honestly. And then lately, if I do drink, because you know, I don't really, that often it's been Hennessy. But I'm gonna move over to the Duce. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, move over to the Duce. Yeah. You been listening to any new hip hop lately? Um, not really. We've been Mostly like old stuff. Or just like stuff on the radio. Okay. Like, give me some examples of some shit you've been fighting with. Of some new stuff? Like, just in general. Like, new, old, whatever. Um. Like most, like I really like the commercial rap that's out now. Honestly, <laughs> give me some examples. Drop some names. We'll be here. Uh, 
J. Cole, so dope and so Okay, okay. Lil Wayne. Okay, okay. How did you feel about that new album he dropped? Still. You know, me, I, I, I thought it was cool, but I listened to it like once, and then I moved on. I really fuck with that 2 chains, the rap, or go to the league. I've been listening to that a lot. Oh, um, yeah, there's a song, Statue of Limitations. I love it. It takes me back. Um, but yeah, we'll move past that. Uh, that, let's see, what else? Yeah, I listen to a lot of like um, old school, like soul type shit, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I'm a black dad, so I'll listen to, like, I'll be painting, I'll listen to Anita Baker, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, man. I'm so listening to a lot of house music. Oh, lately. wow. I like, like, lo fi house music. Mm. You were on the ambient for a while, the, yeah, the lo fi ambient shit. I still shit. listen to a lot of ambient music. Yeah, man. Back in the days of Winamp. You were the only motherfucker using Winamp, dude, and you swore by it, too. Yo, man, get that Winamp. <laughs> it's like hell of a Everybody used Winamp. Dude, all right, man, okay. Dude, I wasn't using Like, I, I got it because I was using something else. You were using Winamp, and I, because I was using, fuck, dude. That was back in the, like, LimeWire, Napster, all the fucking days. But what type of music player was I using? Damn, dude. It was something, I don't know if it was iTunes or what. It might have been that because you could download shit and then just put that in your library. I think that's what I was using. Yeah, because I had that fucking computer. Yeah, that's exactly what I was using. Um. Anyway, moving on. So, have you uh, been in Northern California at all since you've been back? Uh, I'm when, here. when I uh, first came, I went to Northern Kelly okay. for a little while, but not since then. You like uh, Southern California better? Uh, I would have to say so. Now, have you been to any museums while you've been here? No, I haven't, okay. actually. Okay. Gotta check some out, man. They got the Getty, they got the Huntington Estates. They got some good shit. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. What's your favorite kind of blunt, Drew? Uh, Swishers? You're, you're nasty. Oh my god, you're a scumbag. Oh my god, Drew. Like, for real, Swishers, bro? I'm sorry, I'm judging you, but I feel like we've known each other 20 years. So, you my brother, so I can give you a hard time. But wow. What kind of Swisher? Tell me. Just regular. Just the classic. That's the tree you loud, Usually smokes gross these days. Yeah, that's the song. What you get against Swishers? <laughs> Swishers taste like a shoe. They taste like you're smoking an old shoe. Yeah, that's why that. I don't like them, dude. <laughs> like, those and White Owls, when I smoke them now, it's like I'm smoking a shoe, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's all good. Yeah, Spliffs, I can dig it, I can dig it. So what's your favorite kind of papers? Zigzags. You don't like the raw papers? No. Okay. Interesting. They they just don't burn right for me. I don't know. They go out like more so than you feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you tried the um the organic hemp ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are the ones I like. You even fuck with the cones and you don't like those? The ones that the you cones, just pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, I just roll it. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, you get more more mileage that way. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. Yeah, you know, I the that's interesting because the, the I don't like zigzag stuff. Like there's this taste to them. <laughs> like there's like white papers, like they, they have like a taste to them. You know, whereas like the raw papers, they uh the organ the hemp ones they have a taste, but the organic ones they don't. You're fucked with like rice paper, like elements. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. okay. Those, are, those are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drew, you've always had like a glass piece. You've never been like a bong kind of dude. You know that? Like, when's the last time you had a bong? Like a water bong? Oh, um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, man. I had one. I took it to the studio and I broke it. And there was that. <laughs> that was my last bong. <laughs> it was a terrible idea. So, um,. Those can lights have those. It seems like every artist has those. What type of bulbs are in there? Uh, so I think these are LEDs. Okay. I like those. Are they warm? Are they cool? It's actually pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, they look like it. Yeah. It's a cool light. I like painting in a mix of warm and cool light. But lately, uh, the shop I'm working on, I'm painting in all cool light because it's a very cool painting. So I want to capture that. Um, that kind of fucking like autumn, you know what I'm saying? That fucking going into spring cool shit. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, that was in the summer. I painted that. I'm stupid. Okay. Anyway, let's see. Don't smoke weed, kids. Uh, moving forward. You got questions you want to ask me, Drew? Even though it's my show. Um, what's the art scene like in Fresno? <laughs> it's a very good question, Drew. Okay, so um, the art scene in Fresno. How I would describe it? Uh, the art scene in Fresno. There's um, there are a lot of artists there. Um, like I would say that you know you in Fresno you have a there's like a bunch of different type of artists, right? Because California, it's, it's just like in LA, right? Like you have, you know, people who are doing like abstract stuff. You have people who are doing like, you know, realism. You got people who are doing uh, like caricatures. You know, there's there's something for everyone. Um, I feel like Fresno has an art scene that's it's growing. You know, um, there's definitely talent in Fresno. There's some, there's some skilled artists who are coming up. There's some who are already established, who are very phenomenal. Um, you know, I would have to say overall, like when I really think about it, I would have to say the, the, the art scene in Fresno is great. For the simple fact, it's helped me get to where I am right now. You know, like moving back there, I've been able to grow you know, and learn some things that I wouldn't have been able to learn anywhere else. So in that regard, I'm appreciative. Um, you know, like, art is a grind, so there's always going to be, like, you know, the concept of, like, us painting and making work and trying to sell work and, you know, um, yeah, man, like, so it's, you know, it's, it's a grind in Fresno. I'm trying to think, like, what... <laughs> What I can say, um, you know, I mean, I can just, Drew, long pause. Do I, should I just get to the shits? You want me to just, you want me to just get to the shits? Should I just, should I just be honest and answer the question? Yeah. Because I'm kind of beating around the bush. Okay. 
Hold on. We're going to say this for part two. And we're back. Okay. So Drew asked me how the art scene was in Fresno. And I said, Drew, let me just get right to the motherfucking shit. It's like, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Drew and I have been friends long enough. This is a podcast. I got to be honest with you guys. Okay. So, RT and Fresno. It's dope, but there's also bullshit, just like everywhere else, okay? And, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where, uh, you know, they're, they're artists, we're all trying to make it, but then also I feel like, you know, there's like this, uh, there's like a starvation sort of mentality, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, fools ain't realizing there's like enough for everybody to eat, you know what I'm saying? And then, also, like, there's, the, there's this struggle, Drew, like, for me, you know, to create work, you know, create this body of work and, like, I would say, because cause it, it, it's weird, go, like you said, coming from graffiti into fine art, you know, you have to create a whole new portfolio, a whole new, you know, body of work, you know, and, like, I recently you know, in the last few years made that transition and got real serious. So it's at this point demonstrating like what I've been doing and I would have to say um, I've been getting a good response, but also I feel like in other cities, my work might be a little more appreciated, you know, whereas like in some circumstances it's, you know, there's been instances where, you know, you work, you know, you create these, you know, these pieces and then you have a show like scheduled, you know, for a few months, you come, you bring your stuff and you've been so busy working, you're not, you're figuring like, hey, these people are responsible for, uh, for marketing, you know, and then they put out materials and you're not even on the materials. These are, so, you know, so me personally, I've experienced things where, you know, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do, but then when it's the balls up, you know, when that when the alley oop is there, yeah, it's no, not being slammed up. I've just seen that a lot lately. Yeah. It's yeah. like they it's they're kinda of, it seems like they're kinda of taking the artist out of the picture. And it's like it's, but you it's can't more though. Of, it's more of like an art event. Yeah, and it's totally not right. That's, yeah. That's not the right way. You know what though, Drew, like not to cut you off, man, but it's, I would say it's also taking the artist for granted, though, too. You know, because for me, like... Yeah, a lot of all, people just look at artists as, like, that they're just, like, trying to be artists, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because, like, I mean, a lot of artists don't really take it, like, as seriously as we do, but mm -hmm. it's just, like... Well, and, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of self-reflection, so when I come across situations that, like, warrant, you know, like that attention like hey all of these boxes are checked on my end but like none of them are checked on your end and I display like and I call the bullshit you know what I'm saying since we're playing spades I'm calling bullshit like then for some reason I'm the villain you know which is very which is super interesting man like for me to be a villain which I'm, I'm used to <laughs> it's not it's like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever whatever but like in my my whole thing I guess in the artist um, 
journey. You know, I've accepted like not everyone's going to like you, not everyone's going to appreciate your art, but you still have to make it. And and for me, honestly, Drew, it's so much motivation to create like more ambitious pieces. You know, because for every one person who sleeps on you, like you create ambitious pieces and then boom, there's going to be some sort of return on that, you know, and I'm not even going to speculate what the return is going to be, but I know that there's, there's growth, you know, like in 2019, I made a book and, and then now here's the podcast and you and I are sharing these conversations and it's all about growth, you know, so like while, you know, your boys out there taking punches and taking hits, with the haters, but also there's some fantastic people who have laced me with some game that allowed me to grow, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. So I have to like acknowledge that, you know, like there's the beauty in like certain people like fucking with me and like riding with me, you know, but then there's also like, there's the, the other side of it, which is really weird because you wouldn't think in this type of art it would be like that. Yeah, people just don't know what they're doing, honestly. I mean, you have to spotlight the artists. You have to like, make, like, put them into spotlight as much as possible. It's not about the show. It's about the artists. You know, it's interesting is some people get that, but some people don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I see. I've been seeing that a lot more. Yeah, man. To be true. I try not to call people out too much. Yeah. And then that's why, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm doing my best right now. So we're going to move forward. But I had to, I had to get that out because I could really, you know what I'm saying? Like we would get to. Maybe it really needs to be addressed. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I I feel like, you know, and I wanted to get into this later on, you know, on a future episode with one of my colleagues, JJ, you know, on artist etiquette. But fuck it. Let's just get to it right now, man. And we'll, we'll revisit this motherfucker. Like artist etiquette 101. Like if you're putting on an event. And it's based on art. Like, common courtesy would be to put the artist on the fly. Or common courtesy would be pr- to promote. Like, common courtesy would be if you're invested in an artistic community to put the word out so those artists can flourish. Because when one person eats, they all eat. They pour it back into the community. So, you know, these are the things that you want to think about, uh, you know, when dealing with artists. They, because we work hard. And we're often unappreciated. But the thing is, is like at the end of the day, there's, I mean, the show goes on, but without the artist, there is no show. So, and saying that, like, that's number one in artist etiquette. You know, and artists, like, a lot of times artists are foul too. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna say that we're all fucking cool and shit. I'm gonna tell you, like, I experienced, you know, with me, the book sales have been, they've been cool. You know, they could be worse, they could be better, but they're cool. I would say that it's better than I expected. But you know what I noticed, Drew? What's that? It's like, a lot of people, like there's people who prepay, and then like I have the, um, you know, so the people who prepay, I would sign their books and send them to them, and then I would, you know, give people the option for the link, you know, directly to the publisher. Also, because who cares if they want to do that, it goes directly to them. Um... What I noticed, like, talking to people is, like, there's this thing about prepaying. Like, in Fresno, like, I would talk to people, and it's like, yeah, I'll get a book, whatever, whatever. And people who know me, they fuck with me, they they have no problem. But, like, out there, like, they don't know me like that. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, they're, you know, people are a little hesitant to prepay. And I had this experience 
I sold some books and shit, and I bought some shit off of artists because I was feeling good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, let me spread the wealth. Let me put that shit. Let me keep my art karma fucking on point. You know what I'm saying? Let me keep my shit sharp because I'm all about spreading it. So I prepaid for some shit that was already made, my G, right? And I fucking... That was the first round of books. I got second round, signed them, sent them to niggas. Niggas is getting my books. Shit's fire. And I still hadn't got the thing that I had bought from the artist. So, like, I'm saying artist etiquette tip number two is, like, when motherfuckers pay you for some shit, get it to them fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what happens, like, as an art collector, you know, people give you their money and, and sometimes they're not tripping. But then also, like, it's an integrity thing, you know? And if you have an agreement with someone, like, hey, I'm going to get this to you boom, 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 at this point in time or in this way, follow up on that. You know, so it's artists, like, or another thing, and this will be my last, like, artist etiquette tip, and then I'm going to let you give some artist etiquette tips. But, like, as an artist, because, like I said, a lot of artists are scumbags, this is James Ranting, episode two. Y'all get ready. We got, we, I'm going to take you on this ride. So artist etiquette number three tip is when you get a commission and you agree to a price, don't raise that price on, on the client because what it does, it's number one, it's bad business. Number two, you a trash ass salesman if you're trying to go up instead of go down. It's easier to go down than it is to go up. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you quote somebody and you say, hey, this piece is $75, then that's just what it is. Wait, so that happens to you? Yeah, I, I, I commissioned the artist for a piece, right? And, and fucking this particular person, like, when it came time to pay them for the piece, because I sold a painting, and, and I sold the painting for quite a bit of money. This was, like, my first, like, real big sale, right? So I was like, let me, let me commission an artist for this piece. Well, can you do X, Y, Z for me? So this person does it, and then I'm like, okay, what's up with your PayPal information? And they were like, oh, I got I to offer this more. So I sold it to the other person. And like this particular piece was like a custom piece you for me. Well, no, it was one of those things where I was about to pay them oh, for it, right? For so it. I hadn't paid for but it you yet. Had it customized for it. Yeah, for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're doing a series of whatever and I say, hey, I want you to do it like this. Do one like this for me. So, and. Like you could literally probably sue yeah, but I'm not, not petty like not, that. Not that yeah, nigga, I'm not petty like that. But my thing is like, and what's crazy though, Drew, is I would have paid the extra. Like his she and the artist went up, I would have paid the money, even though just on principle of me wanting my what I wanted, because it wasn't like the the overall cost was a hundred dollars. I'm like, that fuck out of here. I made five times out on this painting. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Like, just put that in the cosmos. So the yeah, so artist <laughs> etiquette. So I'm off my soapbox. Be so that like you know. Be cool. Stick to your word, artist. Don't raise the price on people. Don't be a scumbag. Um, Drew, is there any tips that you want to give right now while we sizzling on as far as artist etiquette, people dealing with artists or artists dealing with the general public? Let's see. I would say, like, as far as people dealing with artists that do put together events, like we were just talking about, it's like, I think that's 
One of the most important things is you need to highlight and emphasize the artist as much as possible and treat them well. Um, otherwise, it's just like a generic thing. Like that's that's what makes like it's not that's what makes it like a unique thing. You know what I mean? It's just like you get like the artist like personality in there and like um, like highlight artists like do stuff like you're doing now like artist interviews mm. do just stuff to like create interest you know what I mean and just to put the artist back into the picture yeah man because it's it's just like nowadays it's like artists aren't like as big as they used to be like you know what I mean there's no like huge huge like rock star artists there are no there are there's a whole community of them but, you just have to be tapped but, into that no but not like as big as they used to be you don't really feel like that like, I mean like they used like, to be like bigger like they used to be literally like as big as rock stars you know what I mean okay but now that it's just like but I mean, like, there's contemporary artists, man, where like fools be like swooning over these cats and like da da and like their household names and like. But you have it's just like for I guess for me, I'm in, I'm chasing that dragon. You know what I'm saying? Of like realist fucking like classical Renaissance type shit. So like, there's this whole like fleet of motherfuckers who are operating and like. Niggas is just at their feet, like, yo, teach me the game, teach me the game, because they're painting at such a level, like, you can't even, like, understand how they're making these paintings. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there are rock stars, like, there's conferences and shit like that, like, this weekend there's a conference, uh, it's the Representational Fucking Artist Conference in L.A., uh, and... You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, I need to, like, try to get out there next month. Or not next month. Next year, I need to, like, get my shit together. There's a uh, conference in uh, Miami. It's called the Figurative Art fucking some shit. Like, they, there's a, a plain air one. And these motherfuckers, when you go there, them, them niggas show up. Like, the people who are paying, like, crazy shit, they're showing their work. They're giving fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're talking about creating and fucking, like, theory and all of this shit. So... And there's all these artists who are there trying to soak up the game. Nice. So, like, in that aspect, that's, like, some... It's just, like, you know, tonight, me and my homies went out to the Joe Budden podcast. That shit was sold out, you know, because we on some, you know, niggas like podcasts. And it's, like, there's all... It, you just have to be in that tribe. You got to be in that community. You wouldn't think that there's graffiti rock stars. But talk to some niggas about Revoke. Talk to some niggas about Totem. You know what I'm saying? Like, them niggas is rock stars. Would well, you... They, they are, but it's, they're not, like, as, like, prominent as they sh could be or should be. I don't know. Or maybe that's just... Maybe they don't want to be bigger. I don't know. But I mean, like, I well, I think it depends on in what circle, because, it's, like... I just think it should be more prominent in popular culture. Yeah. But, like, yeah, but it's too dashy. Like, that graffiti shit's too... That's too bare-knuckle. Like, that's, like, you can, to a certain extent, yeah, but, like, it's always, like, niggas doing that shit and then, like, yo, let me figure out how to flip this canvas. Yo, let me figure out how to do these tattoos. Yo, let me figure out how to paint these murals. Yo, let me figure out how to, like, do some design work. 
you know, like the the root. But I mean, like if you're doing big big balls, I mean, like you know, what fucking Mac and Redneck rock stars? I would say that they're you know what I'm saying, like. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, but I don't I mean, like for us. But yeah, 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 for like people don't know yeah, who they are. Oh yeah, no, yeah, this is true. This is true. And then that's yeah. And I'm curious as to how many people who listen to this podcast are going to know who they are. So in the comments, guys, drop a comment. Let us know if these people, you know, if you know about these people. I'm just curious. Um, you might, you might, you might not. But like, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Um, let us know what you guys think. We, you know what I'm saying? Spotify, Apple Music. Drop it in the comments. Let us know what's up. What's good? Um. This is a great fucking conversation, Drew. I appreciate it. I miss this shit. So, man, where were we? we? Oh, just the rock star status. So, like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I feel like it's about impact. You know what I'm saying? Like, and how many, like, what is it? Like, here's my question for you. Like, what, like, what does that take? Like, to be, like, at that level? What do you feel like, like, what, like, what are the qualifying, like, uh, what's the criteria for being a, 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 an art rock star? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I guess you'd... Uh, what is the criteria? Mm. You just have to be a great artist. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But uh, see, that's what What else? Huh? But I'm curious, okay, so like, you said Warhol, he's one of your favorite, right? Our rock star. You would say he's our rock star? I would, I would say that he is. Yeah. Okay, so I'm okay, we're, we're in, we're in uh, agreements like that. Okay, now, would you say ba- Basquiat is an art rock star? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, would you say Norman Rockwell is an art rock star? Yeah. Okay. Because they're all household names. Okay. So it's to be a household name. Now... I see what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I, I get where you're going. Okay, 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 okay. Nowadays, yeah, all, all we have is Jeff Coons. You know what I mean? We got Kehinde Wiley. Who? He's the guy who painted the Barack Obama portrait. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, as far as, like, for my people, like, that's, like, oh, our there's, champion. Shepard Bray. He's pretty rock star. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as, like, artsy art, like, there's, there's a few different, like, it just, I guess it just kind of depends you know, but like, yeah, I don't like, yeah, there's, there are a few household names, like one guy who, you know, who Justin Bua is like, he's from New York. He does like the caricatures of like hip hop shits. Cause I would think like him, you know, yeah, it's just, it's doing the work, man. You know, to become a household name, but positioning yourself. Um, that's like the, the thing, you know, that like, I guess we're figuring out right now. What kind of coffee do you drink, Drew? Dark. Darkest coffee as possible. Okay. No particular brand. So it doesn't have to be like Colombian, like you you don't like a particular type of bean? Okay. Yeah, I read this. I was in this fucking spot and I read this book about coffee beans and starting all the fucking different places. Them just come from like South America, Central America, Africa. You know, and the fucking different fucking beans. Ethiopia has some fucking really good, like, oh, yeah. Negros fucking type shit. 
And then like, you know, based on how you grind the coffee, like how coarse it is or how fine it is, that determines fucking, um, like the blooming and shit. You're supposed to like pour hot water through it, let that shit seep and fucking for a few seconds and then boom, you put some more through it and it fucking lets the aromas break up and all that bullshit. Shout outs to coffee shops for teaching me about coffee but not putting me on the flyer. That's what's up. I'm Petty Ruxpin tonight, your host of the Art and Bullshit Podcast. Here with Drew Sevens at his studio in Hollywood. Part two of our conversation about art, life, graffiti, music, purpose, food, and things of that nature. So let me ask you this, Drew. How are the ladies different in California? Uh, there's way more of them. (laughs) 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 Wow. Okay, that's what's up. That's facts. Facts. Oh, man. That's, That's looking great. So, yeah, man, fucking, you know, one thing that I always um, think about is, uh, you know, just creating, like, like it's like creating more video, you know, with the art, and I'm thinking about, you know, starting to do video with this podcast and shit like that, so when you do come, you know, for the next episode in the studio or wherever, if you come down with some video nice. um, and do that, but yeah, um, we definitely got some canvases in here. I'm, I'm going to try to do something before I leave. Probably, I don't know, maybe on that one because they're fucking, do some black and white shit. Uh, so now, Drew, what, um, like, what do you fucking, like, as far as, like, looking for? you said you had met with the mayor's office, you said you're working on this, this body of work, um, like, man, what, what do you see, like, in the future as far as, like, where you want to take your art? Um, well, my main goal right now, which has been my goal for like the past two or three years since I moved out here and before that even, is to start a mural movement mm. and like get it going and like really make it an ongoing thing. Mm. Okay, I hear it. So, right now I'm working on getting that underpasses in Hollywood, but... I don't really have any funding for it just yet, so I'm just working through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, if, if you guys are listening, you guys are in the L.A. area, and you're looking for uh, someone to commission for some murals, feel free to hit Drew up. We're going to yeah, attach no all, this, all this info. So, Drew, um, so let me ask you, uh, how do you feel like, because I've noticed like you got the stretcher bars and stuff like this, like when you are working on, on large scale work, you prefer stretching your own canvas, you prefer like getting it uh, already made, like tell me what, what's your uh, look, what's your take on that? I would rather make the canvas from scratch because I like to use specific proportions and measurements. Uh-huh. And you can make it however you want. The ones that you buy are really nice too. You ever paint them? These ones are just found in the trash. Ooh, sick! Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'm just yeah. Okay, that's hard. 
That's fucking sick. Yeah, and there's actually a few other ones that Drew has that are really nice. He has a, um, so yeah, it's total it's about six painted in here and there's like uh, four huge ones up on the wall. Um, have you ever painted, do you ever paint on wood, Drew? Like if you ever paint on like birch? Uh, I used to do spray paint on just like plywood, but no, nothing like, no fine wood. Yeah, um, birch is pretty cheap. You can get it like a five by five sheet panel or a panel like that from Home Depot for probably like 25 bucks, something like that. Birch. Yeah, I'll and it's really, yeah, it's really good. And what you want to do is, um, you know, sand it down um, and then shellac it. Like if you can get like a, sp a paint sprayer, that's going to be way easier on you. And then once you shellac it, then you sand it again and that's going to seal it. You know what I'm saying? And then you don't even have to gesso. You can just go in and paint. And then, or you can gesso it. But if you don't, that wood grain, you can you can paint. And then if you paint it like thin going through, like, like you know, uh, thin and then like build it up, you can get areas where you can see the wood grain. So you can play with it. You know what I'm saying? You might want to have like parts where that shit on some organic, you know, have nice. it shining through. Yeah. I did a lot of wood grain stuff back in the day. Mm. Made sculptures out of wood and stuff. See, yeah, I want to get into that, man. I want to get into sculpting. Like, necroche, like, like, clay sculpting with, like, the wires and shit. You know what I'm saying? You fucking, you get the fucking body and you fucking sculpt and peel that shit off. I want to get into that. So I can really start to understand anatomy. Because I feel like that's going to help, help me to understand, you know, anatomy. Because I'm... You know, I'm learning, you know, sight sizing and shit, but I don't fucking, you know, so I haven't really gotten into instead of breaking that shit down yet. You know what I mean? So this has been one of the longest episodes of Art and BS so far. Drew, let me ask you a question, um, because you know we're getting we're getting toward the tail end of this. Do you have any um you have anything that you'd like to say, like, you know, to the people? Is there anything that you, you know, I mean, number one, I want you to, you know, give your, your information and stuff like that, and we'll attach, you know, all of that. But is there anything, like, uh, that you would like the people to know about your artwork or, you know what I'm saying, like, what to look out for or anything like that? Um, well, I'll be launching a clothing line soon. Mm. Um... Coming in the next year. Mm, stay tuned, folks. Uh, and just look out for the mural movement. That'll be big once it really gets going. Yeah, getting some funding. You know we do it by the time this, by the time this podcast airs, Drew's going to have some funding. Putting it out in the universe. That's stuff. what's up. Fuck yeah, man. So where can they find you at on social media? How can they contact you? Uh, I just started a new Instagram. So you can, uh, which is more of a business account. And that is the Canon Murals. Fantastic. You can follow me there. I will follow back. Um, Got a website, it's www.geometricmurals.com. Um, that's it. You wanna give me shout outs, Drew? Uh, definitely shout out 
back to everyone in Indianapolis. Um, other than that, I can't really think of anything in particular. Okay, I like that. Keep it general. Cover everybody. Well, yep, this has been episode two of the Art and Bullshit podcast. With Andrew Sevens, we in here, Hollywood, California. It's late, guys. It's fucking 4.02 a.m. We doing this because we love it. We doing this for you. We do this to share and spotlight on artists we are putting in work who love the craft, guys. And uh, we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks for your support. Check us out online. And uh, rate, comment, subscribe, share the podcast with your friends. And uh, let us know you know, what's really good and what you're thinking. Once again, this is Art and Bullshit. James Drill signing out. Peace. Peace.